Welcome to the Strip Down Know Nothing Podcast, focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right, whether they're sunny or shady, from Moonstone to maybe Katie, we're It's All Been Done, the podcast. Hit by the A-train, crashed in an airplane, it's my co-host Evan. Sure, things go wrong, but I'll take my chances with my co-host Saker. Aw, shucks, we're in it for the long haul. Things have gone wrong a lot lately, haven't they? Um, I mean, not, not between us. No, not between... Oh, you think that that's a very personal... Uh, have we ever gotten into a fight, Ev? Uh, yeah. Have, I mean, there was a time... Have we? There was one time you yelled at me. Really? For, oh, I don't that remember that. A, uh, yeah, you did. We've talked about it on the pod before where I kept, oh, I kept saying daddy to you. <laughs> that wasn't legitimate anger. I mean, I guess it was. Possibly. It was legitimate anger. Would you shut the <laughs> fuck up, please? <laughs> but have we ever gotten into a disagreement where, where I feel like, you know, where we've actually had a fundamental problem with each other? So. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think our... No. I think our um, personal beliefs and ways of living our lives are pretty simpatico sure and our our uh, aversion to conflict perhaps that's pretty yeah, simpatico that, that too. Okay. That too. yeah i will agree you've with done... anyone just to stop them from yelling at me you've done so many things that have pissed me off and i've just stayed quiet because it's much easier me too that way. me too me too i just yeah, write it down yeah. in my little hate book <laughs> that's right i just carve it into my torso book of that's grudges. how i deal with <laughs> yeah right your body is a roadmap of pain my body is both a roadmap of pain and a wonderland. Mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, every, every good wonderland is a roadmap of pain. Whoa, that's the deepest shit I've ever heard. That sounds like it would belong on the Twitter feed. Of Jeez. the <laughs> jumping right in. <laughs> Do you want to? I mean, we have somebody here who we fucking know. We might as well just jump right in. Yeah, huh? that's fair. Okay, he's a podcast author and raconteur whose new book, Field Guide to the Haunted Forest, is now available on Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com. It's the crypto naturalist Jared Anderson. Hi, Jared. Hi, guys. So good <laughs> hey, to be bud. here. So good and weird. It is so weird to be <coughs> here. It's just, it's weird. Every day is weird. Well, I'm sitting here and I, I'm i am a big fan of your podcast and I listen <laughs> every week. And so, like... <laughs> I'm sitting here, and for a second there, I was just getting into the listening to your podcast mode, and I was like, "Oh, oh, I need to talk." Of course, we say your name every episode. So, do yeah. you have that moment of uh, out of your bodiness? Okay, and and I do also talk back to every episode. So I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I'm complaining about. We yeah. should leave more spaces, Ev, in our episodes for to have conversations with people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we could we could just have a space like after this, and then the listener could respond, and then record, just loop themselves right in. This is a you decide, listener. It's like Bandersnatch. Yeah, and put in little encouragements. Be like, oh, that's not true. Don't say that about yourself. Or... Oh, I like that. I like that. Uh, should we? Let's let's go ahead and give it a try. Hey, listener, how are you? Oof. No, don't say. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Well, we should give like three or four multiple reactions to it. Okay. So that okay, they, can, okay. they can take their pick. All right. We'll give here. Let's do the Ev We'll take. do good cop, bad cop, weird cop. <laughs> How many fingers? <laughs> That's a good one to just loop in there. <laughs> you can't eat that kid. <laughs> you can't eat that kid, or you can't eat that comma kid. How know. sticky was it? <laughs> How sticky was it? <laughs> Everybody's favorite game show. Oh goodness, uh, Jared, it's mm. good to have you back yet again on the podcast. I feel like the last time you were on, we were talking about. Fraggled Rock. Is that correct? <laughs> the Fraggled Rock, yes. <laughs> the, the Fraggled Rock. So it's been uh, a year and a half since we've had your... Right? Was that the last time? It was our birthday show, right? Yeah, Ev? I think so. 
Who can, Jesus Christ. Who can fucking say anymore? Who can fucking say? Well, I'm glad you're back. I, I actually was trying to queue up the uh, the email from this episode. And I was like, okay, what's the next email on the list? And it's from you. So I don't think we're going to do that <laughs> one. Although that would be a lot of fun to do just the Jared-centric episode. I, I um, think I recall that email and I think I was kind of trolling you. So It's it's a good one. I can't wait to I can't wait to to hear Ev do his uh, a little baby voice. Um, <laughs> that's that's what I'm in for. Um Don't like that. So Yeah, well uh Jared, let me ask you uh it's of course we are uh a year into quarantine at this point. What have your quarantine music habits been? Have you been do you have a, a, like a song you listen to like more often than others during quarantine to get you like hyped up or most uh, Mostly I hear um scraps of bare naked ladies songs in chronology. <laughs> no. Um, once a week. Mostly. That's horrifying. That's the music that you listen to is 15 second clips. No, I mean, I'm a podcast boy, mostly. I have. Sure. I mean, I got really into the um, to the cartoon Over the Garden Wall, and so I was listening to that soundtrack a bunch recently. Sure. Man, I need to. I hear that is very, very good. It is. Yeah, and, the, and then occasionally I listen to music, like specifically to get into certain moods for writing my podcast or something sure sure yeah so what what kind of music gets you in the mood for the crypto naturalist podcast i'm imagining like (laughs) tuvan throat singing with like banjo plucking you're not wrong (laughs) i mean mean, yeah i have some like odd folk music kind of stuff but like the over the garden wall soundtrack was 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 sort of um that kind of melancholy mystery um but Evan, you you know the Pine Hill Haints. Yeah, I do. Oh, They're one uh, of the best ghost ghost folk bands ever. Alabama <laughs> ghost music, yeah. So <laughs> Alabama yeah. ghost music is is really right in my right in my genre wheelhouse. Sure, just the song Jerome on repeat too. That's kind of Alabama ghost music and a lot of Arizona ghost music. Arizona ghost music, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got on a I got on a Dolly Parton kick recently. I was, oh. I was I was also listening to classic Madonna. Oh, interesting. So, all right. So yeah, I'm I'm kind of all over the place. You know, I found that it's a lot easier for me to listen to music now. We got an uh, <laughs> What the fuck? I just went we to take a-, a drink from my cup and spilled it all over myself. <laughs> <laughs> we got an uh we got an Alexa for Christmas, my partner and I. And now instead of trying to find a song on my on my iPod and queuing it up and attaching my Bluetooth speaker, I can just yell uh, Alexa, play Zoot Suit Riot, and it will <laughs> queue up any... If a song passes through my head, I have found often, I will just be like, no reason not to, just yell. Just yell right now. Alexa, and, uh, Alexa, play Jock Jams, 1999. <laughs> I did have Alexa play Pure Moods the other day, uh, which is a joy. It's a good It's a good album. Um, but it's... I've, I've found that it's a lot of... Um, I'm not sure if it was good to indulge my uh, my beasts, I think, because I'm finding that a lot of these songs would have just lived better in my head. Uh, <laughs> I don't I don't need to hear Orinoco flow, uh, you know, constantly, uh, every time it passes through my skull. So now that we're learning that that's what voice-activated technology is for, why do you right. think that never, like, shows up on Star Trek, The Next Generation? Like, Ev, I believe this is a you quit. I don't know a like, shit about Star Trek. Computer, play Inya. <laughs> I mean, we did have that in the new in the Star Trek movie. Isn't Beastie Boys yeah. uh, part of? Okay, <laughs> that's kind of cool. I like that. Yeah, because you know, in the 35th century or whatever the hell it is, like, of course, 1990s fucking white rap survived. Well, we don't listen to Beethoven anymore. 
Huh? Beastie Boys or Beethoven? I mean... And we don't. When was the they, last time you listened to Beethoven? You were like, hey, I, computer. Hey, car computer. Hey, Alexa, cue up Beethoven. <laughs> I'm about to break the speed limit. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. What 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 kind of music do you think they play in 3500 AD? I think that's AD? one of my favorite things. And I, I don't know if I've talked about this on the pod before, but it feels very familiar. One of my favorite things is where they try and just like figure out what sort of music is going to be in the future. And it's like <laughs> jizz music or like something like just fucking bizarre. It's like guy, some guy with like spiked up hair like touching different colored lights and it's like (laughs) like just i love when when people try to extemporize new musical styles like the fifth element opera singer oh hell yeah (laughs) yeah that's probably the best example yeah pretty successful but i do i feel like just like colors you can't i mean i guess you can you know make a new sound but how many new sounds are we to discover Right, you can't discover new colors. Can you discover new sounds? By sound, do you mean like different style of music? I don't know. Maybe, I guess. Like, I mean, there's no new instruments, right? We're done with instruments. <laughs> We've finished that. You cannot possibly <laughs> create a new instrument. I think it's well, the opposite. I think it's much easier to create a new instrument than to come up with a new sound. Well, well wait, how- wait a minute. Have you guys heard this one? Wow, 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 wow. It's called dubstep, Jared. We've all ah, heard it before. Shit. <laughs> I thought I had a new one. All right, keep going. I'll, I'll try to think. Okay, I don't know because, like, I don't. I, this is a weird question, but I suppose we are a music podcast. Is there any new? What? What? If you had a new genre of music, this feels like a listener email. What would it sound like? Well, I think you're. That's you're asking us to invent something, and that's the <laughs> thing. It's like on the spot i mean there have been new styles of music invented in the last like 10 years even you just referenced dubstep did that exist before night i mean obviously it's a melange of different styles but at the same time it didn't exist as a separate musical style until the aughts right i don't know yeah you're probably right what if i looked it up and dubstep was from like the 1800s that's like would you (laughs) would you be excited about that based on south carolina drum rhythms played by (laughs) african you know like indigenous african people it says late 90s. You're yeah. right. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Oh, boy. Well, that's it. I guess. Uh, I guess. I, wow. I, I guess... <laughs> oh, sorry. I thought we were moving toward the, the drop. <laughs> <laughs> we have moved towards the drop. Yeah, the wobble bass and the. I don't know. I think it would be easier to work backwards. Let's come up with a music, a name for a new style of music, and then we'll decide what it sounds like. How about uh, the um, Dami Nobbler? Dami Nobbler. <laughs> That's not it's a, a style of, It's a style of music you just eat and it tastes like pizza. I think it's like tap dancing, but with your teeth. Oh, God. Can you guys hear that? <laughs> okay. Is that not? That's, like, that's a new thing. I just I only heard heard a little mis- misophonia suffers. <laughs> Sorry, like guys. I said, I only heard a little of it and I felt it in my teeth. Now let's listen to me eat an apple on the podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So, well, that's the thing, though. I did just think about it and make it up. Uh, Dummy Nobbler music. Interesting. I don't know what Dobbin music that you specifically music. eat pizzas too. Uh, I think that pizza core music already. I hate to tell you this, but uh, it already exists. Oh, I I don't have any guess. We're talking about like combination. You're joking. Pizza Hut and Taco Bell. No, it's uh, Macaulay Culkin was in a pizza core oh, band, geez. if I remember correctly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There there are. It's just music based entirely around pizza, which isn't necessarily music to eat pizza too. The pizza underground. Just, that's what it was, right? They just pizza sang, underground. They just sang Velvet Underground songs when replaced words with pizza. That's one hundred percent correct. And that's <laughs> more of a, that's more of what we need in this world is billionaire child or millionaire child actors indulging their fancies and then <laughs> self funding them. <laughs> it's not bad. I mean, nobody got hurt by it. It wasn't right. uh, upsetting or. 
I don't know. I was totally into it. Yeah, good um, point, Saker. There's nothing better to do with that money. <laughs> Listen, one for them, one for me. That's what I like. You to created say. a whole I give musical a style. That that's. I mean, why donate it to like a, a, a you know a social justice charity or like a or something to help save the planet when you can create something that will last forever, like Pizza Core. You know, I am on at Pizza Core Music on Twitter right now, and their first or their final tweet, which was from February 10th, 2019, is encouraging people to subscribe to PewDiePie. So you're right. Perhaps this was an incorrect direction for us to go, leading us more into the alt-right than ever before, and I apologize. The only way you can find out is by exploring, right? You don't know where a musical (laughs) style is going to take you until it takes you there, and then you can go, ew, okay, gross. But maybe at that time you're too involved in the pizza core community and you like feel bad letting people down and you have to become <laughs> a stormfront. Well, I, uh, I think pizza core realized where it was like it's like oh because its last tweet was hey you should follow PewDiePie and then all of a sudden it stopped tweeting. It, stopped. And it was like oh we've definitely <laughs> taken this to its logical conclusion. Bye. F- f- five tweets before that is Karl Marx had some interesting ideas. So I don't know what the fuck their aesthetic is. What What if we start a new pizza core band in order to, okay. to take the movement in a more positive direction? I do like that. We could be, called, we right? we could be called Pizza the Hut. Um, Love it. And Love our first it. album could be inspired by the Bigfoot pizza promotion from Pizza Hut. God, ah, oh, the memories. I had it once, and I'll never forget that day. I was over Shay's house. We were watching Looney Tunes. We had chocolate milk with our pizza. God, what a good day that was. He's a rich, it's a rich, so, rich vein. Are they are they parodies or are they original pizza songs? I don't know. From what you've told me, this sounds like a pretty serious genre. <laughs> okay, that's fine. All right, so we write original pizza songs. All right, I'm into it. I'm into it. Okay. Yeah. We could call, cool. We could call our fans weirdos, but we spell dough with a O U G H. Oh, I like that a lot. All right, done. We will put it to. What do you guys play? Uh, you play the cello, Ev. Yeah. Uh, Jared, what Piano. instrument? Do you play an instrument? I make no. I make I make mouth sounds like really yeah. wet mouth sounds. <laughs> Perfect. All right, we have a beatboxer, the, a pianist. Yeah, that's no. It's important. The wet the wet slurping mouth sounds are important <laughs> aspect of pizza core because like. You have to get the feel. Every song has to feel like you're biting into a pizza. Sure. And our first album is Cheese the Day. Okay. Cheese the Day by Pizza the Hunt. (laughs) That's a pretty fucking good. I feel like we got it together. Can you, uh, I just want to know, like, this is sort of the audition, Jared. Mm. It's like, if we were doing a song about really hot pizza versus really cold pizza. Now, what do those mouth sounds sound like from you? Can I take my earphones out real quick while this is... This is <laughs> All right, con- maybe this is a bad idea. Content warning. Okay, no, I <laughs> Let, Let's release those sounds on your on the Patreon. That, honest to God, I will give the Patreon 15 seconds of content. <laughs> if you'll give me a hot pizza sound right now, I'm going to cut this from the actual podcast. Okay. Ooh. 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 And give me a cold pizza next morning refrigerator sound. Mm. Oh, God. Mm. Oh, my God. This is what people pay for. The Patreon <laughs> is important. I mean, I'm, We've nev- I'm really glad that the Patreon, we don't get any money from the Patreon because I would feel bad <laughs> providing content. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get into this week's song. This week's song is called Odds Are. And if you've never heard it before, here is a quick sample. Struck 
by lightning Sounds pretty frightening But you know the chances are so small Stuck by bee sting Nothing but a bee thing Better chance you're gonna buy it at the mall But it's a 23 or 4 to 1 That you can fall in love by the end of this song So get up, get up Tell okay. the bookie put a bet I'm not a Odds are um, Ev, I know you've heard this song before In concerto But Jared, is this the first time you've heard Odds are? Yeah, about 3 a.m. <laughs> you did message me at 2.57 in the morning with some thoughts on Odds Are, which I thought was fun. Yeah, I was hanging out uh, playing Breath of the Wild. And I was like, uh-huh. oh, shit, that's tomorrow morning. And so <laughs> I just dove in. I listened to uh-huh. it a bunch of times and then went and watched all the different live versions. Tons and tons of videos for this song, which is wild. Um, what was your immediate thought on Odds Are? Give me, give me some, some off the cuffs. I mean, I thought it was I thought it was catchy. I thought it was a catchy jam. Um, I did feel listening to a song, knowing that you're going to be on a podcast chatting about it. I did feel kind of a growing sense of dread at the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. Like, That's one of the things you messaged me about. Like you just read, you just rhymed beasting and beef. What am I going to say about this song? <laughs> And I mean, it's the same thing we've been saying about this whole album is that the music is fun and interesting and that the lyrics are vapid, right? Yeah, um, I, mean, I mean, one thing I'll say is that having listened to some of the, your, your other episodes about this album, I thought that there was, I, I don't know, I thought it was a joyful song. I thought they were having a lot of fun in this song. So Yeah, they definitely are. Uh, this is, and again, like I said on the last episode of, you know, sometimes it's okay to be happy. This whole <laughs> album has been about being happy as opposed to every other album they've ever put out. Um, yeah, I agree. There, this is a, a, a very sweet uh, little fun song. And I wrote that it's way more catchy than Boomerang. This should have been the yeah. lead off single from this album. That was album. mine. It's, it's Boomerang, but better. And it sounds, it's, yeah. it's a very similarity. It's got very similar, like musically and not lyrically, but like just it feels the same as Boomerang because I think unlike yeah. unlike before, like where you couldn't really pin down BNL as having a style of music. Now this whole album is a style of music, right? And so all the songs yeah. are going to sound semi-similar, at least so far they have to me. Yeah, and what style? I guess it's just pop. Yeah, like That's like the... jangle pop, right? Two thousand tens, two thousand tens electronica adjacent jangle pop. Yeah, I guess so. That's really that's. that's I mean, like that, that like get up, get up line could be like from a fucking Bruno Mars song, right? <laughs> really good. Tell the bookie put a bet up. So get up, get up. Tell the bookie put a bet. I'm not a damn thing will go wrong. Which is, I loved that it was very reminiscent of the one week vocal stylings there, mm-hmm. where they were sort of like not rapping but quick talking, cramming a lot of lyrics in. Which I I, I love when Ed pulls out that sort of reggae esque. Uh, uh, you know, a tadpole exhibit uh, for me. That's one of my favorite things that he does. Um, we do have a lot of electronic influence in this song, especially even right up front. We have Ed's country guitar complemented by that maybe electronic sort of big ass bass drum. And claps. Like, and hand claps immediately and persistent throughout the whole song. Yeah, I was so fucking excited to hear that shit. Oh my God, I love it. So are hand claps this, this like... Rules. Hand claps are fun right we enjoy them but at the same time are they like too self-congratulatory because when you clap <laughs> when you're clapping along to a song that means you're enjoying it right yeah so it's like it's like having someone like cut in like some like fuji style like wycliffe sean cutting in and cutting in and going this song's great i love this song oh yeah this is so good like in the actual <laughs> song itself 
You're saying that's the equivalent of a hand clap. Yeah, I, it's somebody cutting in and congratulating it's just, themselves. It's just self-congratulatory. Like, yeah, this is a bop. You're going to love this. Can't you hear? Cla-? It's like the musical equivalent of a laugh track, right? Sure. These people are clapping. Now, Why shouldn't you? We do have a couple songs that my band does live where we get people to like clap along, right? And from now on, I'm going to stop the song and I'm going to say, can you please wait until the end of the song to applaud <laughs> us? I'm going to pretend like I don't understand what hand claps yeah, that's are. Really dis- that's really distracting, guys. <laughs> I'm trying to do a job up here and you <laughs> shitheads. Um, yeah, I don't. is there any other action like hand clapping that denotes both uh, I don't know. That has two completely different jobs. Of course there is. What question am I even <laughs> asking here? Is there any action that does two things? Like wet pizza mouth sounds. Sure, we've got hot and cold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, boy, there's and there's just there <laughs> just is got a so nose much. Bleed from those pizza sounds. <laughs> oh my god, you did! Holy shit! Oh, no. I'll be right back. Ooh, that was a, a nosebleed that was for quite years. A experience. Never got an, a live nosebleed on cast before. That was fun. I was telling Jared it's our first recorded injury on the cast. This one's going to go down in the uh, IABD Wikipedia. Man, you guys are never going to have me back on now. <laughs> um, let's, uh, yeah, There's so there's a lot of similarities uh, to this song, at least I thought, to Boomerang. One of which is that we have this super fucking short bridge. It's like a, a two-line bridge. Uh, did they think they unlocked some formula here with like a bridge that lasts for seven seconds? Like, I just thought that was so weird. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, it seems like they, they wrote two very similar songs, very catchy two and a half minute pop songs with long tails of the chorus and a short bridge. And I could have easily seen one of these being a B-side. Like, had Boomerang been a B-side, it wouldn't surprise me. I would say, oh, of course, that's because it's so fucking similar to Odds Are. And Odds Are is, uh, I think, as we've already said, the the superior song here. Um, yes. Yeah. But there's and there's there's a lot of cool moments to this song. There's that small short break post chorus, like that little chill moment when everything just sort of goes away for a second. That I thought was neat. There's the the weird mechanical digital bleepy noise in the background of the whole first verse section. Kev is like going wild on this song. Um, we have a lot of synthy cool stuff. He's doing a one one pitch bent note in the whole chorus, <laughs> just like. It's just weird, weird shit. Did anything stick out to either of you? I will say about the bridge that sometimes I feel like the bridge is sort of a thesis statement of the song. Sure. And so I was really working on this being the thesis statement of the song, and I'm just. I wasn't sure it got there. No, I don't think so either. And I think it feels to me like Ed is disconnected from the common man by this bridge. Because, like, the odds are long, so why not play? Because the odds are long, Ed. I don't have a million fucking dollars to just go wasting well, think, on your... I think you're you're coming at it reverse, right? He's saying, sure, things go wrong, but I'll take my chances. But the thesis statement of the song is that things go wrong but the things that go wrong are so the chances of those happening are so minuscule that you might as well take your chances oh i thought when it's so you're saying odds are long odds are long that something bad is going to happen i thought it meant the odds are long that you're going to win no oh did you listen to the rest of the fucking song 
Well, yeah, that that you are going to win. Okay, listen. And like, I mean, like, what, you just what, re- play the bridge over and over again. What's wrong with you? It's <laughs> like, what's the common the common man afraid of? Like, <laughs> shit. Let's see. Uh, sharks. Uh, yeah. Meteors. Dying uh, at the mall. Yeah. Uh, mall death. <laughs> yeah. It is strange. Let's jump into the sure, lyrics. You can real lose quick. your job, but I'll take my chances. Sure, you can get sick with COVID. <laughs> like that's a common. Speaking <laughs> of. I mean, not really Saker's YouTube comment of the day yet, but there are a lot of people at the YouTube video from COVID. Like, they're like, this is the perfect song for the COVID era. Like, no, it isn't. lots of people. No, it isn't. Buddy, you're <laughs> telling me. I know. But there are people like, one dude, a lot of people are like, hey, I want I play this song every morning to like make myself feel better. Like, I'm not going to get sick. I, things are going to be okay. But then there are some weirdos in the comments, like one dude who thinks the mainstream media should play this song every morning to tell people to stop being wimps. Uh, <laughs> there was sure, a- things go wrong, <laughs> but the government lies. <laughs> there was a great thread uh, starting in 2016 of people being like, holy shit, if this isn't the 2016 anthem. And then the next person was like, hey, wait until you hit 2017. He commented like a year later. <laughs> and then eventually it gets up to 2020 and people are like, I can't believe we thought things were so bad back then. Oh, you <laughs> poor summer child. <laughs> it is a distillation of of how garbage things have gone in the past four years. It's, um, iron- it's ironic, though, because like the thesis is things aren't that dangerous, so you might as well try and fall in love. But everybody dies. Not everybody falls in love when you really think about it. That's true. Mm. And especially, well, hey, wait, I mean, wait. y'all... Not everybody dies yet. There are people alive who have not died, Jared, and we don't know that they will die until they do. That's true. Us. Past performance, yeah. not an indicator. <laughs> sure. Small sample size of not everyone. <laughs> That's too small of a sample size. Um, and I don't... I, why am I even asking this question? Have either of you listened to the next song yet at all? Keeping it real. <laughs> Just me? Cool. Okay. Well, that song is very death focused so it's very funny to go into this song that's like hey you know what things are gonna be okay you're not gonna die moving into the next song which is like we're all gonna fucking it's it's over (laughs) like you might as well just deal with it um interesting combo of songs um let's talk about uh the lyrics a little bit um so we've got uh, jared you mentioned my favorite lyric from this song which is of course (laughs) stuck by a bee sting Nothing but a bee thing. <laughs> yep. Jesus. Stuck by a bee sting. Nothing but a bee thing. What? Now the that that fuck. I, you mentioned it earlier of talking about like the sing songy one week nonsense, and that <laughs> that was one of my first thoughts listening to that. Oh. Like he's trying to recapture that lightning in a bottle. Maybe struck by lightning, but it feels so. I would say it's like at least. Stuck- by a bee sting, lost all your feeling. Is that a better Feathling. one? Feeling. Yeah, Maybe. I suppose so. Um, how about uh, stuck by bee a bee sting? sting. The wound's not healing. Healing. <laughs> That's horrifying. I'm stuck getting gangrene. Stuck by a bee sting right in your D thing. Oh, that's a good one. That's that one? almost exactly what we need. Yeah. Um, <laughs> stuck by a bee sting. Maybe it's the the Cree bring. Cree isn't ing. like the Native American tribe, the Cree? I, I meant the Marvel alien. Oh, oh Cree <laughs> with a K. I am, oh, yes, of course. 
Stuck by a bee sting. You'll never be the boy king. Uh, Love oh, it. There we go. A reference to Joffrey Baratheon from uh, Game of Thrones, of course, which is relevant <laughs> in, in the time period of 20... Was it 2013, 2016? 13, yeah. Oh, well, that might be ripped out. Ripped out my hamstring. Oh, that's a good uh, one. I lost my key ring. Oh, you just went to rhyme.com. <laughs> oh, uh, <Sacred> rhyme zone. <laughs> How about uh, I'm turning right wing? Oh, there we go. <laughs> well, that's a yeah. That's like know. a very right wing thing. It's like the government is injecting you with uh, microchips through bee stings. That's that's very bees aren't real. I don't know if you knew this, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, Jared is a beekeeper. Oh, yeah, and I can fuck. tell you that every single bee is funded by Soros. Oh so, shit, George just, B. Soros. Did you ever wonder what that middle name stood for? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I do keep bees, and as a beekeeper, I heard that line and was like, how is this comparable to being hit by a meteor? <laughs> I guess we're talking about anaphylactic shock and people who are specifically allergic to bees, <sighs> but man. Speaking speaking of the meteorite line, the prosody on that line sucks. Yeah, bit by a great right or a meteorite. <laughs> That's not how people <laughs> say meteorite. I hate to tell you, Ed, but... One killed by a great white or a meteorite. I guess there ain't a way to go. That's fun. He's, yeah, un- uh, intentionally skewering the the, the uh, syllabic structure of a word for a rhyme sucks. I hate it when people do that. So he's cheap. He should know better by now. He should know how to do these things. Also, um, white, white isn't a hard word to <laughs> rhyme. <laughs> no, not at all. How about alt-right? We just did it, didn't yeah. we? <laughs> by great white, murdered by the alt-right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, uh, better chance you're going to buy it at the mall. I feel like we are back to the classic Bare Naked Ladies pivot here, right? <laughs> what a fucking great pivot line. I love train it. train crashed in an airplane. Better chance you're going to buy it at the mall. But it's a 23. Are we? I, also, I feel like I'm way too anxious with this album. When it's good, I get so fucking excited and I keep saying, the boys are back. And then when it's bad, I feel like just quitting this podcast. Going to like existential like <laughs> shock. Really You're just, do. Nothing's ever going to be good anymore. <laughs> the Beanit Bernicks are dead. But this, this, was, uh, this was one of those moments when I pumped my fist into the air and <laughs> got very excited. I mean, for me, this song, like the ly- lyrically, this song was just like Alanis Morissette's ironic, but a little bit like a, a little fla- a little different flavor of that. I could hear that. I could hear and that. And it just came, it's just like listing a bunch of things that could happen. Yeah. That's the end of the song. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like they list like four things. <laughs> like and it's, it's a, because that repeats, right? They do the weirdest shit. You're right. The last verse repeats the first verse except it pulls in the hit by an A-train crashed in the airplane random line from the second verse, which I thought was so fucking weird. Like, I don't know what they were doing there. I- Maybe he thought we would forget the lyrics for the first couple of verses so he could reuse them. I do that sometimes in my writing where I'm like, oh, I used, this, I used these couple lines in the story way back that was sold to a token market, so I'm just going <laughs> to reuse them here because I really like them and hope that no one ever catches me on it. <laughs> really? Jared, do you do the same thing? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah good. Oh, I, had, I had a moment of like dread where Jared was like going to call me out like, you stupid <laughs> piece of shit. Your ideas aren't good enough. No, there's like turns of phrase that are like, yeah. oh, I love that turn of phrase. Nobody's going to remember that I published this in a <laughs> something well, 15 years ago. Even your new poetry book. I mean, I know that it was kind of written in conjunction with your Twitter feed, but obviously oh, yeah. there's a lot of parallelisms between the two. Um, yeah, that, that book is like... Uh, <laughs> 
I, I literally did a search for which of my tweets had the most engagement, and that was the starting point of that book. <laughs> that rules. I love that. Um, speaking of the writing of this song, uh, this song again. Hey, hey, Evan. Evan, remember that time I wrote another song with Kevin Griffin? <laughs> Ev. This is the one where you get punched by a chicken for 45 minutes. <laughs> that's, that's right. Uh, yeah, this song again written with Kevin Griffin. Seika! <laughs> better than Ezra. I was, I was trying to do my best Lois that impression. Really? And of course, we need Stewie, Jared. Oh, so train. <laughs> you sounded like a scared old man. <laughs> yeah, Stewie. Yeah, the scared old man of Family Guy. Oh, this is scary. This pizza is really hot. <laughs> no, no more pizza. Cut content. Um, uh, Ed, is, he's obviously speaking from experience when he says he wouldn't recommend crashing in an airplane, but he does speak with equal confidence about getting hit by a train, which makes me wonder if there's something that we don't know about Ed. Uh, if he is, uh, maybe, uh, I mean, we've talked about Steve being a time traveler, but we've also talked about Ed being a vampire. Could this be a, a nod to his immortality? Of course. Of course. Okay. <laughs> no, no more yeah, questions. I mean, are we going to debate it? No, not it's at a, all. It's, it's settled fact. It's like a term <laughs> of art on our, on our podcast. Like, true. This is settled. This is settled case law. Do you want to relitigate no, it? No, no, sir. Sorry, okay. sir. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> Uh, what does 23 4 to 1 mean? I don't have any concept of what that means. Gonna buy it at the mall, but it's a 23 or 4 to 1 that you can fall in love by the end of this song. So get up, get up. I know 4 to 1 is an odd. Right. A good odd. Uh, I don't know what 23 4 to 1 means, though. Yeah, okay, I was lost on that. Jared, are you a betting man? <laughs> no, and I'm glad you brought that up because listening to this, I'm like, that is an inscrutable line, and I was a little <laughs> worried you guys would be like, oh, you know. You idiot. 23, 4 to 1. <laughs> no, absolutely. Un- and he says it with such confidence uh, I know, several like, is times. That, is this an idiom? I don't know. <laughs> right. Why did he put these these syllables together? Yeah, I Googled it. And the only thing that came up was bare naked ladies. Odds are. Really? Okay. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Just a little f- interesting thing before we get into the videos, which I'm sure we have a lot more notes about. But this was, of course, the theme song for the television show Working the Angles. Uh, the Canadian um, American sitcom that uh, premiered on Global Network and lasted 12 episodes in Canada and three episodes in America. The huh. end. That's all I have for you. <laughs> it, it sounds like it should be the theme song to a show. Yeah, definitely. Oh, it definitely sounds. But, you know, the recurring cast on that show, Colin Mockery, Eugene Levy, like, it sounds like it fucking oh. ruled. Yeah, I, I don't know why it got canceled so quickly, but. Okay. So I found a mathematician talking about this. Oh, go ahead, please. Quote. This is quote from Extreme Engineering, mm-hmm. qualitatively quantifiable. Mm-hmm. August 15th, 2013. We'll drop the I'll send the website over so you get you can all read it in the show notes, but he says this line is confusing. They're either saying the, that the odds are 23 to 1, which is 95.8%, or 4 to 1, 80%, that you, the listener, can fall in love by the end of the song. I've listened to it without changing my love status enough times just to catch the lyrics to say that I'm sure, statistically speaking, that they're wrong. Surveys have shown the average couple will drop the L word after 14 days. And he goes on to talk about how hmm. it isn't likely that likely that you're going to fall in love. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. So he's saying that... Uh, if this song were on the upper end of the pop, 
of the popular spectrum and played, say, three times a day on a radio station, you could reasonably hear it 150 times between meeting someone and falling in love with them. Meaning 99.3% of the time you hear this song, you will not have fallen in love. That is not, that doesn't serve to explain 23, 4 to 1 or 4 to 1. Then again, the odds of the song playing the instant that you fall in love would only be 0.63% on any given day. <laughs> Whoa. This sucks. I hate this. I thought he was trying to say, and I've, I've, there was a couple uh, confirmations of this, is it was either 23 or 4 to 1, because it spells that out in the lyric video. Yes. So, like, it's either a 23% chance or a 4 to 1 chance. Does he think that a quarter of 100 is 23? I'm curious what Ed's thought process is here. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I got nothing. I Ask him when he's on the show. Not a bad idea. I have. Well, I fear that... Add it to our list. If we ever get a B-Nake on this show, it will be just, like... Hey, can you explain what you meant in the flag? Hey, can you explain what you meant in celebrity when you said creaming your jeans? Hey, can you explain? Um, in the uh, alternative girlfriend, you were wearing a black shirt with white pips on the shoulders. But then later on in the uh, old apartment video, you were wearing a white shirt with black pips. If you have, what's the if, significance of that? If you have Kevin on, he might actually do it, and the episode yeah. could be like nine hours long. That would be great. Hey, Kev, in, in the video for one week, you're playing a, a skeleton, and when you hit the same rib twice, it makes two different noises, and I was just wondering if that was an error or if uh, there was some sort of modulation you were doing. Well, actually, I, I was born with a condition where my ribs um, are different lengths and uh, change, so, um, you know, when I hit them, they would make different noises. They're always growing and retracting. <laughs> constantly and quickly <laughs> put your hand here we're doing this live jesus <laughs> uh, my bargain with the sea witch <laughs> next time i was given human legs but <laughs> when they come through columbus again ev i am going to do a media blitz on their publicist on i'm going to say come by my house and play a song didn't you already me. try that and you got no response i they tried said, oh, to... yeah, we're, we'll do it to the publicist and then you emailed the publicist and then nobody got back that to was... you, which is the right choice that was Stephen page he's not the bare naked ladies bare naked ladies would gladly do it i'm sure they're friendlier than steve everybody knows that maybe it's time now to like start a website and, and start to pretend to be like a local radio station saker like start Fuck. to get a front going yeah that's not a bad idea to rent studio space oh man okay what do you think of should we spend just, a bunch more money about the 23 to 1 I, this, <laughs> I feel like that is a that's a burning a burning viking barge out in the, the river just let it go let it go <laughs> i agree um i think that the 23 to 1 i think it cuts to the the point of the song is that humans are bad at calculating odds right we are risk averse yes and we don't necessarily you know we think things are going to be more common you know like like i don't know school shootings versus like suicides by gun mm -hmm. like a lot more people die of you know suicide by a pistol or something like that just having a gun in the house is statistically more likely to kill you but what we see are these big splashy school shootings and things like that and they're both tragic events but um is that comforting though because that's that's like that makes me think of the line um better chance you're gonna bite it at the mall like i hear that and i'm like okay so you're talking about like a heart attack or an aneurysm or something is that idea more comforting than a bee sting i'm not but I think the yeah, I, that's a good point. I think the 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 problem we're having with the twenty three and four to one is that Ed is showing how bad he is at calculating odds. He's I, like, these don't even make sense. There, see. Wow. Do you think that was an intentional, just like a fuck up that he expected oh, people yeah, to yeah, understand? Oh yeah, of course. I mean, we have to. We've already we've already established again. This is established case law on the podcast that everything that happens in these songs is 
not a mistake. Sure. It's all intentional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Except the stuff that they accidentally leave in in the recording sessions and just decide sure. that they... You mean the stuff that Kev inserts in the in After Effects. <laughs> yes, that's correct. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, well, yeah, I think I think we have to let that go. Let's move on to the videos. So there are so many videos for this song. Um, what? Let's. Do you want to talk about the lyric vid first? There's a, a lyric video they made for this. Um, I have very few notes on this, except... Uh, the fact that the there there's a lot of coin flipping and the coin mm-hmm. that they flip is a Swedish kronor in the lyric video. Kroner. You're Cro- kidding me. No, it's just very do you think a Swede made this video and that's why it's a kroner instead of a co- like an actual a loon or a, a quarter or something? There's a 5 on it, doesn't it? Yeah, I think it is a a a, a 5 kroner. As they say in Sweden, um, but <laughs> as they say when we when we lived there, Saker <laughs> and I. Uh, I, f- I just found it weird that both singles for this album had regular videos and lyric videos. I don't know, interesting, in- in- sort of. Okay, and they were, and these were lyric videos produced by the actual. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're the, not fan the videos themselves. or anything. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, um, let's talk about. I feel like you folks probably have a lot to say about the Rooster Teeth video, the actual video for this song. Yeah, I, I think the Swedish Kroner is probably a reference to. Um, uh, Ingmar Bergman's um, famous movie. Trying to it. think you of a famous Ingmar you Bergman movie. <laughs> I don't know. Keep going. Autumn Sonata. Uh, that? that was an Ingmar no, Bergman no, no. movie, wasn't um, it? Uh, tra- Transformers: Dark Side of the Moon. Was that Ingmar? Yeah, Bergman? yeah. Ingmar okay. Bergman. Transformers: Dark Side of the Moon. <laughs> Got it. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, definitely. The Oh, the Megatron always flipping the Kronor and that. That's right. You're right. That's exactly yes. what it is. He's like, uh, hey, hey there, Transformers. <laughs> is that how Megatron talked? I forget. Yeah. Hey there, Transformers. I can only remember Scar Starscream. <laughs> I'm surprised you can remember any of them. To be- oh, I remember- now that you say that, yeah, Megatron was coin operated, but it was only <laughs> Swedish Kroners. Would- co- coin operated gun. What a great, that's a fucking, truly, that's what America is coming to, is a gun that you have to put a dollar in every time you want to use it. Coin-operated gun is going to be the name of our tour. For, oh, uh, for Pizza the Hut? For Pizza the Hut. Feels like we're going a little off-brand there, but I kind of like it. It's a gun that shoots pizza. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. We got it. We got it. Oh, pizza cannons. Pizza cannons. Um, yeah, this- Just get doused in hot cheese in the show. <laughs> This video legitimately had me laughing hard in several yes. different spots, and I was amazed by how high the production value was. I think that this is, without a doubt, my favorite BNL video ever. Yeah, yeah. yeah better, it was better really than good. The, better than the McG video, better than the fucking, like, it was great. Well, they were having, you could see they were having fun with it, which mm-hmm. is, like, I haven't seen a video like this since uh, another postcard. Like, this had a very another postcard vibe to me. Yep. Where instead of a big old chimpanzee, they had like a bunch of other weird things. Yeah. Did you did you guys watch the behind the scenes? I did. Yeah, it yeah. was fun. So I did too, and I, I I think I totally agree that they were having a lot of fun. And I think part of the key to that was apparently they only had them for like six hours or something. Yeah. Wild. So like they got in there and it seems like they got in there, had a fun day, and then everything else was done in the like green screens behind them. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean Rooster Teeth did like an incredible job with like the CG and the green screens for an indie company. Like yeah, they killed yeah. it. I mean, it seemed like flash player stuff for me, but which is fine. Yeah, like, I didn't yeah. mind. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a, and there is a long relationship, weirdly, between Barenaked Ladies and Rooster Teeth, um, because Ed actually voiced uh, Captain Flowers on Red versus Blue way back in the day. Oh. So that's the uh, the relationship between these two. Um, this there's it's so dense. There's a joke. There are yes. like three jokes on screen at any given time. Mm-hmm. Like background gags, foreground gags, scroll gags. Um, what was your favorite bit? Did anybody have a favorite bit from the video? Dinosaurs, baby dinosaurs coming out of the volcano. Yeah, that, that was, was the mine. one that made me. That was the one that actually made me chuckle. <laughs> oh, okay. Where a volcano is just erupting baby dinosaurs. I'm like, okay, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Uh, what was the the caption? Was like, uh, scientists say this isn't even possible or something. <laughs> no, yeah. it was a. Uh, it was from Malcolm Ian Malcolm from Jurassic Park. <laughs> That's right. He's saying life finds a way as long as that life is dinosaurs or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like that. I really laughed at the the Kevin becoming a zombie thing when they. <laughs> Kevin was so bad in this video. Terrible. He was like like looking off screen all the time and like when he he goes to like change the uh, um the his, he's a newscaster like the or the weather weather thing he goes to change the thing and he presses an imaginary buzzer. There is nothing in his hand. <laughs> they thought they would do it in post. <laughs> Actually, one thing they did do in post that I thought was interesting and you probably saw Jared with the behind the scenes is that final shot of Kev. They actually mapped the zombie makeup onto his face uh, in in uh, post, yeah. which I thought was cool. Because they did wow. the the zombie makeup last thing, and apparently he didn't have it on in that shot. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's very cool. Very, very well done. They said the director of the video also said that like he he kept having them improvise and he was impressed with how just sort of um, off the cuff, funny and silly. Yeah, the beanakes were. I mean, that's uh, beanak improv in a nutshell, right? Always surprising. And they're, they're good. Mm-hmm. They're good at improv. Um, I, I loved it was going to take place in the Ladyverse, but it didn't. Yeah. There are other, there are other human beings in this kind of a world, which is fine, I guess. Uh, almost every single one of those human beings is a, a Rooster Teeth person. Who I, Everybody in the comments was like, holy shit, it's Gus. Holy shit, it's Barbara. And I was like, okay, cool. So, I mean, it's it's got things for BNL fans and for RT fans. I was impressed. I don't know. Maybe this is the second Bare Naked Ladies video I've ever watched. But, like, Jim... Really, really. Imp- I could watch him forever. He's got he's like a carnival barker. He had like yeah. a real, a real like nervous m- money grubbing energy. Yeah, yeah. And on the, even on the on the selfie cam jam thing with him too, I'm like, this guy is ageless too. Yeah. Like all of these dudes look like dads, and I feel like he's like frozen in amber. Truly, uh, Jared. I did want to mention more behind the scenes shit. Can you believe they cut the money monster from this video? No, yeah, that's that that's so like sad. So much work, uh, Ev. For you, Jim had a monster. They made this whole costume out of fake bills, like from head uh-huh. to toe, and they were supposed to come on and dance with Jim. It seems like the costume was a, totally labor intensive, and they just sort of cut it at the last minute from the video. Wild. Um, well, and also, also they said that was a device to, as their their continued effort to get every member of Rooster's Teeth in the video. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, this 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 video does take a look at the song from an entirely different and more cynical angle, though, kind of, doesn't it? Because mm-hmm. like they're not gonna be all, like nothing is going right, and it will never be right. And this was the this was the 2020 read of this song for sure. Right? Yep, well, at re- least the at least the um, like alt right you know arch conservative <laughs> read where it's like you know if we just stick our head in the sand, we're not going through a global pandemic. Like none of this is real. Like they're just lying to us. Yeah, yeah, sad but prescient, I guess. Yeah, I mean they are the they are the liberal media, aren't they? They're they're portraying a archetype of the liberal media, like, hey, you know, it's fine, everything's cool. Yeah. But the liberal media is actually the opposite of that, right? Where they're they're freaking out about everything. Yeah. At yeah. least at least from the conservative perspective. Yeah, which it totally makes sense how that uh, uh, mainstream media guy found his way to this video. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> we, Jared, you mentioned the selfie cam jam. Let's talk about that real quick. Ev, did you watch this one? I did. <gasps> you never watched the selfie cam jams. <laughs> I got you. You finally guilted me yeah! into it. Okay, cool. Um, Kev- I donated to uh, COVID nineteen music relief. Oh, did you yeah. really? Oh, good man. Good for you. Um, I mean, I'm going to do what the BNX tell me to do, right? <laughs> At this point. Uh-huh. Ed is like a Canadian rock and roll Santa in that in that video. <laughs> he really it's sold true. it. Um, I didn't realize how little Kev has to do in this song until I watched the selfie cam. Until jam. he until he t- literally took a shower and then went outside. <laughs> <laughs> Him taking a shower kills me in this song. I thought that was so funny. Um, yeah, he's he's very good on the bridge though. On the bridge, he starts doing some fun stuff. Um, I don't know what else. It was weirdly atonal during the chorus to me for some mm-hmm. reason. I thought it was weird. Yeah. I'm sure it's because they're social distancing and it's hard to, you know, do whatever. But still, I thought it was strange. Yeah, Jim's dancing was uh, where they just looped him dancing over and over again and then replaced Kev's little window <laughs> with Jim dancing. <laughs> I didn't notice any of that. Yeah, he just spends the first, like, maybe 10 seconds of the song doing this weird little shuffle dance. Uh-huh. And then they keep bringing it back later on in the song. Like, they every time Kev, like, leaves, they just replace it with Jim dancing. I did not notice that. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, there's a What's lot up? that I missed from this video. What's Damn. up with the, like, weird after effects they added, too? Like, the, the blurring and overlaying and stuff. Is that something they usually do in these? Yeah, very strange. Uh, no, that's not something they usually do. I don't, I don't know why they chose to do that in this video specifically. <laughs> um, oh, you're right. They did replace him with Jim. I see now. Okay, I'm watching the video as we speak. Um, yeah, uh, that's that's new. That's weird. I'm not sure what they were trying to do to it. This is a very strange video that they clearly spent way too much time on. Um, got it. I don't know. Don't know what to tell hey, you. Hey, I mean... As far as videos go, I was I was expecting another like, hey whoever whoever wants to make a hundred dollars, come on guys, let's do this, or like hey let's do YouTube, or hey let's do some like, fucking QuickTime uh, animations. But this was like professionally made. Prof- I mean like it's a good video. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, this is definitely their best video, I think. And like yeah, and the BNL energy really came through. Yeah, um, some different versions of this song. Uh, did you folks hear the Persuasions version? Yeah. They- Again, the Persuasions were very wasted on this. I was getting, that's my one note here. It's like, why did you even have them there? Like, yeah, they have a cool little intro they do where they say, why yeah. not play? And then they're basically gone. It, it kind of made the vocals sound fuller. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. but I mean, that seems like a weird underuse of the Persuasions. Yeah, for sure. I am amazed, I guess I'm not amazed, at how many more recent songs they have on that Persuasions album, as opposed to their classic hits. Um, just like, I don't know, odds are makes sense, but the next song, which is a very deep cut, has a Persuasions version, and I don't know, it's just very weird to have the Persuasions on so many recent songs. Um, Kev has a weird melodica patch in this song that I thought was very strange sounding on his keyboard. Mm-hmm. Besides for that, I had no notes. Yeah, yeah, he was going nuts. He was doing good. Yeah. He was doing good. Love him. Did you watch the Billboard Studios live version? I did. I just wrote normal. Yeah. <laughs> normal. The one thing that stuck out to me was Tyler is like playing the snare with his brushes and they kept yeah. zooming in on his face for while he's singing the lyrics and he has the the most dead-eyed expression I have ever seen. And that was the same. It was the same in the uh, selfie cam jam too. Whenever he's like not doing any, when he's just playing his drums, he is just like, his face is just a graveyard. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like... It, it looks like they just had a terrible fight and then had to go on right before the camera came on or something. It just 
thousand yard stare. He's a serious drum player who plays serious drums. He's fucking mm, good at everyone. it. Uh, did you listen to the Katie Shore version? <laughs> the Polly Shore's sister? Uh, yes, of course, from the Jersey Shore. Uh, <laughs> it was she's a country pop artist who randomly did a version of the song on her album in 2017. Uh, it's fine. There's, oh, it's the same. Write it down to listen to it. Yeah, it's just country pop, country pop version of it. Uh, same lyrics, same everything. Just a, a a female singer, and she was good. I didn't see that one, but I did start to watch like this teenage band in front of a mall in Canada doing a cover of it, and that <laughs> was, and that was when I realized it was time to stop. Yeah, you can really go down a rabbit hole with their popular songs, looking at <laughs> alternate versions of it. Yeah, yeah. So, so maybe you know this. The evidence of all the videos told me this, but was this like the hit from this? Was this a big popular song for them? Um, Did this I, remake their careers? <laughs> I think this was the hit of this album. I think it it was more popular uh, than Boomerang. Uh, let me. I did have the stats on it. I'll pull those up again real quick. Um, this one ranked uh, actually ranked on the U.S. charts as opposed to Boomerang. This was forty three on the adult rock. Uh, charts in the u.s um 15 on the canada adult contemporary Ooh, i know lower adult. than boomerang and uh and 49 on hot adult contemporary I, hot adult contemporary what a fucking list yeah how Ooh. wild right what's the difference between adult rock and adult con- hot adult contemporary or just adult contemporary and hot adult contemporary you oh no it it's just for attractive people to that's listen correct to. that's what it was yes. attractive people produced attractive people listened to um, yeah, but uh, but I think this was kind of the the hit from this album, which it 100% deserves to be so far. Yeah. But it's weird. Even saying, like, this is the best song off this album, I like this album better than All In Good Time so far, but this is no summertime, man. It's, it's mm. just, it doesn't, it doesn't feel special. It feels good. I think I still like, I still like Limits better than this song, but this is a, this is a good radio hit. Interesting. Limits was your highlight so far. So far. Huh. Okay. All right. That's fair. But we've still got we've still got so where so much more to go. <laughs> we do have a lot of tracks on this album left. Um, God, how close are we to the end? We're pretty close, right? We're about halfway through, dude. This is track five out of twelve. About halfway through. About halfway through, <laughs> and then we only have two albums to go. We're... Put that on my tombstone. <laughs> halfway through. About halfway through. Okay, got it. Ev, why don't you tell me then? Make me laugh. What comedian is this song like? Well, I don't know if this comedian will make you laugh or make you go, ooh, because this song is about none other than famous comedic punching bag, Carrot Top. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh. That's the voice. Have you ever seen Carrot Top perform? I don't think so. Have you ever heard his voice? Yes. I had neither seen him perform nor heard his voice until it was obvious this song was about him. And then I watched a couple Carrot Top performances. And let me just tell you, 100% of his performances are just taking things out of a case, describing them, and then putting them down. <laughs> it's prop comedy, man. 100%. I know. Yeah. Yeah. It is. He is just the, the purest prop comic. And I feel like a lot of this song is that too. Taking words out of a box that says like Armageddon and then setting it down. And oh, I wanted to tell you too, this song and the video specifically in this song completely validates my post-apocalypse reads and my Armageddon read from the previous album. Oh, that's right. What album was they that call, on? They call out Armageddon. That was last album. They call out Armageddon, the movie specifically. Oh, oh, oh I see. Okay. 
and then they also call about the, I mean, the, the, the video is very post-apocalyptic. Sure. And I think so. So they're, they're just calling back to their previous albums. Huh. Okay. Uh, the, the world ending one was stunt. Uh, I, I think so. so. Yeah. Yes, okay. Yes, that sounds yes. right. Wow. Okay. So interesting. They're, they're, yeah. But Caratop, a uh, son of NASA engineer. So we've got our Armageddon connection there. Sure. Good. Uh, and he's had a surprise for the amount of like public cachet that he has in my brain. He has had a small, like a very relatively small, like movie and TV career. Like he's been in like Larry the Cable Guy's Christmas Spectacular. He was on like Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Yeah. He's been on Chris Angel a bunch. <laughs> okay. Like, he did like uh, Carrot Top's AM Mayhem back when he was like, he was doing bumps for Cartoon Network. But he's also, and again, as a, um, uh, apropos to this song, he has been, he is, and has been headlining at the Luxor Casino since, since like 20, 2013, yeah. Isn't that wild that he's the like resident comedian at Luxor? People who like Carrot Top like Carrot Top. And I don't say he's not funny. I mean, I watched like a bunch of his comedy and I was like, ooh, that is uh, pressing the line for me because yeah. a lot of it is a little bit misogynist and sexist and uh, a little racist on occasion too. His um, prop comedy is misogynist? Yeah, How a lot does of he like manage here's, a, that? here's a female tampon dispenser, and it's like a purse with a gun in it that shoots tampons out. That's, I mean, but again, most of it was more racist. Like he was doing a lot of like uh, um, Arab jokes. Oh, okay. And, well, that's fun. I think that I think the comedians, the comedic special I watched was just after we had killed Osama bin Laden. So uh, <laughs> that's fun. So he was he was leaning pretty heavily on that. Okay, cool. Wow, that's but, um. Cool, <laughs> cool. Yeah. I love that. I learned a lot of uh, I, I learned a lot about Carrot Top. You know, he uh, he's he's got it down to a, a science. Like one trunk, he comes on the stage with uh, between one and four trunks, and every trunk lasts is fifteen minutes of comedy. Period. Wow. So he's got between fifteen and an hour's worth at any given time. Well, he makes he makes new stuff all the time. He was a uh, I watched him actually on a uh, do without props once, and he was just talking about one time all of his props burned down. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Because he left him at a comedy club in, like, Alabama or something. Oh, my God. Um, and he also said that uh, when he started out, uh, black crowds loved him, but white crowds didn't. Why, I wonder? What? I don't know. Huh. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, he would come out. Uh, the first time he ever did was to a, uh, a black audience. And he was like, oh, fuck, I'm as white as they come. What's going on here? And they just, he apparently tore it down. And then the next night, this crowd was all white. And they were, like, polite titters. Oh, man. So, But now I think that his comedy transcends the color barrier. And uh, is equally distasteful or appealing <laughs> to everyone, depending on your. Uh, and he's just a weird-looking guy too. He's so. And I think, he, we, and I think he cultivates that. Yeah. I am looking at his Instagram right now, and he looks fucking bizarre. He's got that bright red hair and like a brown mustache and beard. And go on a go on a journey and Google carrot top ripped. Oh yeah, he, he is, is. He is fucking buff. He's buff. Jacked. Yeah, which is great. Good for him. Good for so, him. Yeah. Against all odds, Carrot Top has made a career for himself uh, is at it? a place that balances odds to make money. Okay, I see where you're going there. I, I don't know. It seems like that's an untapped market, though, right? Was anybody else doing prop comedy? Yeah, Gallagher. Oh, is that prop comedy? He smashes watermelons with a hammer, yeah. That's, kinest that's, that's... kinesthetic comedy. And, what's he, and what, does he, what does he do those kinesthetics with, Saker? Wamertelens? And what are watermelons when you bring them up on stage and use them as part of your act? Fruit. What? Fruit. 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 Okay, you really, you really, 
you really want to make me do this? You want to make me drag this out of you? Okay. You know what? I think all the listeners know where we're at with this. <laughs> okay. Let's move on. All right. Excellent. I think it's about time we rate this song. Now's the time of the show when we rate the song. As usual, we rate it on a scale of bare naked to fully clothed. The more clothes this song is wearing, the worse it is, and the fewer clothes, the better. As usual, Ev, we're going to start with you. How does this song rate on a scale of bare naked to fully clothed? You know, um, I'm going to make this short and sweet and quick. Um, I want Listeners, I want you to go back to our Boomerang episode. Listen to my rating. I don't remember what it was. All right? But I am wearing whatever I ended up with, a t-shirt and shorts or whatever the fuck it was, like... You know, hey, this is okay. Take off one of my sandals. Okay. That's it. Because this song is just that much better than Boomerang. It's basically the same. I'm along for the ride. I like what they're putting out. But again, mm-hmm. this isn't going to like make my playlist or anything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, as for me, uh, I, of course, as you know, number my drawers. Uh, drawer number one, drawer number two, drawer number three. And so I'm getting up in the morning and I'm getting dressed. And you know what I decide today? Odds are. So I only open the odd-numbered drawers, which means that, let's see, uh, my first drawer, so I'm putting on white socks, and then I'm putting on gym shorts, and then I'm putting on uh, a, a jeans, okay? <laughs> and then uh, that's it. Those are all my drawers. So <laughs> I have on white socks, gym shorts, and jeans in that order. No underwear. I must let you know. Um, I like this song. I'd say it's probably true that about half my body is covered in this song. That sounds pretty apropos. Uh, this is a good one. And then I, I walk outside and I freeze to death in the cold February winter and die. Walk outside and in defiance of fact, stay out there. Stay out there. Correct. Uh, and of course, a mete- meteorite smashes me and dinosaurs eat me alive because we do live in the apocalypse. These are the quickest uh, clothing uh, runs we've ever done. Jared, what do you got? The year is 2026. (laughs) I'm an old, old man now. Did you say 2026? Yes. I have a long white beard. Uh I'm on on my deathbed. Oh, no, Um, Jared, no. I'm I'm wizened. Uh, An angel appears to me in my hospital room uh, and, and... says you get one last wish you can go anywhere you want in time but like i'm I'm real addled uh, because of how ancient i am (laughs) so i just blurt out the first thing that comes to my mind which is i want to go back to 1999 and have the bigfoot pizza (laughs) at pizza hut (laughs) so there's like a flash ghost of christmas past style and we're there and I sit at the um, um, Pac-Man machine that is also a table at the Pizza oh, Hut. God, I miss those so much. You get the big, <laughs> you get the big red plastic glass. Yep. <laughs> uh, the marbled, pebbled glass. Yeah, bare naked ladies is playing. Oh man. Um, and they they set down my uh, my 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 Bigfoot pizza and my big red glass, and I sit down and I realize from the vinyl that I'm wearing a hospital gown and my my butt's all exposed. Aww. So. And then, so yeah, I mean, I like this song. I'm wearing a, a hospital gown. My 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 little my little fanner's out. Mm, your little fanner. I hate to tell you this, but then of course we flash to the snow globe and see that you are of course just dying in your hospital bed because the Bigfoot pizza was only sold from 1993 to 1995. Right. So <laughs> yeah, of yeah. course, it's a Citizen Kane ending. Like yes. the, the snow globe drops out of my hand and it shatters <laughs> on the ground. And you realize there's a Pizza Hut sign in there, and you, it just zooms in on my lips, and I go Bigfoot, <laughs> Bigfoot, and then I die. <laughs> 
We'll be right back with more. It's all been done. The Very Good Ladies Podcast. Hey, Ev. Yeah. Um, we talk a lot about death. We think a lot about death. Mm-hmm. I know heaven isn't real, but what? if it was, what you be going to? What be heaven there for you? What be afterlife? What be afterlife? And this is open to Jared too. You can, you can. Uh, he's here. He's here, everybody. He oh, came I'm with here. us. Yeah, he came with us. Came with us to the commercial. We never take any one of the commercials with us. But Jared is special. Um, I it's would... his birthday. <laughs> I would, uh, I would take happy birthday, Jared. Happy birthday. Thank you. Uh, it would be my birthday every day in heaven. Uh, and I would have a Coke freestyle machine. That's all I really want. It's just a personal <laughs> Coke freeze. Those seem like a logistical nightmare, right? To actually own one. Cause there has to be a million different bags in back that you have to like replace all the fucking time. Right? Like yeah. strawberry Probably. juice and root beer and fucking, you have to just keep them stocked. I feel like I bet you can get a lot of, a lot of juice out of a bag of flavor. Maybe I would set the settings on mine to be like super juice it. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I want a juicy. Well, I mean, you'd, you'd want like a, what you'd want, Saker, is not a Coke freestyle machine, but like a hipster bar scenario where behind him, the bartender, where he's got those like, those puffy, he's got a vest on, puffy sleeves with the little uh, like elbow, co- elbow collars, sure. little bow tie, <laughs> little thing. And he's like, what can I get you, Saker? And you're <laughs> like, well, hmm, I'll take Mountain Dew Code Red and a splash of cream soda. And he's like, okay, here you go. And he makes, he makes the whole thing like a Coke freestyle man. It's, and he just makes it, he makes it for you scratch. He's like, and you're like, heavy on the Mountain Dew Code Red, please. It's possible. <laughs> Give me that juice. <laughs> and, and in heaven, I could see this being a thing, but I think that one of the things about the Coke freestyle machine- Would you like the Diet Sprite ice cubes? <laughs> of course I would. Thank you, Steven. Uh, but, uh, one of the- Is it Steve? Is it Steve? Okay, yes, I forgot it's Steve, yes. One of the nice things, and one of the things that's hard about, like, going to BW3s and they have a Coke Freestyle machine and you have to order it through a waitress, is that there's no judgment when it's your own Coke Freestyle machine. If you're at Five Guys, you can press all the buttons you want, nobody's gonna say, I'm sorry, you want Purple Fanta and Mountain Dew and this all in the same cup? You could just be wild with it, right? So is it better? Do you feel like you get better- results when you have unfettered access to no. the machine or when you've got somebody gatekeeping oh, you? Oh, w- much worse results like an, when like I an do it editor. Myself. Yes, I need an editor, but I don't want an editor. Right? I don't know. Does that check out? I think that checks out. Jared, what would be in your heaven? I've thought a lot about this. Do you want to hear this? <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I, I hate the idea of like a forever heaven because I feel like, you know, that much time stretched out, is, it's going to be bad eventually. So, mm-hmm. so my thought is that at the moment of my death, the whatever benevolent being giving me this lets me think that instead of dying i have had an epiphany and learned how to do magic like wizard magic (laughs) and so like i do the spell to give myself like immortality (laughs) and i conjure like a huge obsidian tower in like iowa (laughs) and like i i just declare tom bombadil style that like like 20 square miles around the tower is just like my domain and I'm going to stick within my domain. You can come visit. And like, I just travel the world as the only wizard and like I consult with people and like I can live as long as I want, but it's probably not forever. So you just want like a waking life. You want a, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And everything is weirdly rotoscoped and that's kind of what you want your afterlife to be. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, 
I feel like you'd be a benevolent wizard, Jared, but fundamentally, this is sort of like a libertarian heaven for you, right? <laughs> Where you are, you are yeah, heaven. A, I said heaven. Yeah, you are a rock in end of its in end of itself. You have infinite power within your domain. Nobody right. can mess with your compound. Yes. Or they're gonna <laughs> right. get they're gonna get acorns for eyes. He said what he said. <laughs> Nobody's gonna make me take a vaccine. Or... <laughs> you wouldn't need to. You're a wizard. Magic. Read books. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Wow. So you are are you a like a um a Gandalf style wizard where you like Gandalf. are help, like helping pe- Gandalf? <laughs> you're like yeah, helping pro- people or are you like a Radagast where you're out like in the forest just, you know, fixing I'm prob- hedgehogs? I'm probably more of a Radagast only because I don't it, like the idea of me being like the all-powerful marionette of society doesn't work mm. because like I don't feel like I'm omniscient in this scenario. Okay. So, like, I will probably use my wizard powers to fight obvious objective evil, but, like, do I want to be involved in, like, the ruling of the earth or something? Not really. Like, I don't know if I want to move chess so, pieces around. So, at the same time, though, being so powerful and being so aloof, mm-hmm. like, I can imagine, like, the U.S. Senate, like, having to take your whims into account when they pass laws. Like, <laughs> for sure. Oh, what's Jared going to think of this? <laughs> yeah. Because, as you know, if we pass a law that's objectionable to him, he'll just reverse it. <laughs> Well, yeah, I, I'll do my best to stay within the bounds of my enchanted forest. Oh, so you, you won't? Know, wow, so you won't help society at large with your magic powers? You'll just I will if they if they ask. Well, how many people know. need to ask for it to be society? Well, they'll need to send a party of <laughs> hobbits into my, and then they'll be attacked by my willow tree, mm-hmm. and I will have to skip along the path and and sing the willow back to sleep. Sure, yeah, to free so. them, and then I will hear their situation. You know, and I'll, I'll judge how it is because, like, I still need there to be conflicts and limitations and stuff, or I don't think it would be fun. You know what wow. I mean? Wow, your idea of heaven isn't permanent happy fun. It's, it's challenges, setbacks, no, because, problems. Because to me, like, if you did permanent happy fun, you would lose all context of what you had. So I need it to be against the background of life I know and understand, or I don't think it. I would appreciate it. You're right. I just want clouds and a Coke freestyle machine, and I also want my memory wiped every night. That's what well, I want. Come, wow, cool, Coke freestyle machine. <laughs> so every day is new. Come to my haunted forest. Okay. Okay. Speak to the blackberry bushes. <laughs> Tell them I know you. They'll let you in. Good. I, I'm, I can grant this for you. Okay. Wow. Perfect. You will put me in this strange coma <laughs> where I can't remember anything beyond a day. It's not a can't coma. People will see you above my wizard tower oh, on a cloud. Like you'll that. physically be there. I like that. Thank you. <laughs> Airplanes will have to navigate around you as you <laughs> fill glass after glass with coke zero <laughs> oh yeah yeah and i'm not putting like a blinking red light on the coke zero machine <laughs> they're gonna have to know you're there jesus uh ev how about you oh yeah uh probably a mix of both of your uh your fantasies <laughs> sure you're a coke wizard I, I would like to be yeah an immortal coke wizard okay a lot of people were coke wizards in the 80s i feel like that was a common job that you could be was a was a coke wizard i feel like it's a side a side job it's a hustle yeah it's a hustle man you know what heaven is to a lot of people heaven is watching one piece and that's right we are watching one piece for joe this is a one piece rewatch podcast for jory this is a recap of their first time through together they discuss the anime as frequently as they can episode 53 zoro decides to lose just came out on january 8th 2021 and it's an episode of we are watching one piece (laughs) that you can listen to that is after episode 52 whose heaven is that um jory and joe example (laughs) i don't know i assume jory and joe like like this is 
like my heaven is making this podcast. So I assume for them, that's uh, their heaven. Because, uh, you know, this is my secondary heaven. It goes Coke yeah. Freestyle Machine, doing a podcast with my friends Evan Jared, and then, like, uh, on a train and out the window, I can see, like, uh, just everything is, like, shades of purple. Those are my three heavens. And Jory's there. And Jory. Jory's in all three. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mention him in the Coke Freestyle one, but he's definitely there. Yeah. Oh, okay, bye. <laughs> and we're back with more It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Now's the time of the show when we spin this ass big wheel and figure out what segment we're going to do for Odds Are. I put my hands around right your, neck. your neck. You wrap your arms around me. Imagine that this song describes a date or relationship. Who are the partners and how does it go? Huh. This is not good. This is like one of those relationships that's like the most off and on shit. Like, you know, we break up. But you know what? Actually, I think we can do it. We can. Okay. The, the train crashed into me, but... You know what? We're, let's give it another go. Because odds are this is actually going to turn out okay. Okay, the plane crashed. But you know what? I think we could try it again. I don't know. I feel like one of the participants is, is like into QAnon or something. Why? Because <laughs> they're talking about all of these exploding things and, uh, you know, conspiracy theories and things like that. Like, I feel like, I feel like this song is a conspiracy theory where the other person is trying like someone who loves them. I feel like there's real love in this relationship mm -hmm. because I feel like it started off. Okay. Whoever they were, man or woman or man, um, or woman, man, Elf. man, 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 woman, woman, man, you know, <laughs> uh, all the, all the varying degrees. I don't want to gender or non binary, uh, non binary relationship. Um, I feel like it started out okay, and they're fundamentally the, the person is fundamentally good, but they've been like through the through quarantine, they've mm -hmm. become so radicalized, like they got into QAnon, and their partner is just keeping like he's like, well, we we could be struck by an airplane, uh, hit by the A train, like a meteor's coming, like you got to listen to this Q thing, and and his partner's like, honey, none of that's real. This is all fake. You need to think about like you just need to take a step back and think about this rationally i know you're a rational person and i love you which is why i'm still in this so i feel like there is love here at least from one side and i feel like they do love each other and he's like oh okay i'm so sorry i think i got it you know odds are we're probably going to be all right and then like two days later he's fucking back at it his friends are <laughs> so that's verse getting... two mm. he jumps back in okay yeah i feel like after like third or fourth time i would kick that person to the curb uh, so the, but, cor uh, the choruses represent the healing process and then the verses represent him get getting back into his old habits which makes it even sadder that the third verse is just the first verse all over again it shows that this is just an endless cycle that he's fallen into and that she should escape the relationship i bet she escapes and then keeps coming back because the song doesn't say staying in love it's falling in love so. yeah that's true maybe she just keeps falling in love with different QAnon members Maybe, you know, he's he's introduced <laughs> oh, her to all his friends and now, you know, she's falling in love with uh with this other jackass and uh that's very that's possible because it maybe is maybe he just believes in like mostly harmless stuff, like like Elvis is still alive or like um, uh, Bigfoot or Avril like, Levine was replaced at some point with a different yeah, Avril Levine. Yeah. Like small big Luke or whatever the one that is where Luke Skywalker oh, bigger is, Luke. is like yeah. bigger Luke. <laughs> alternate yeah. he's like he's he's, he's a, a total a total free yeah. free Britney stan 
Yeah. 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 Okay. He's a conspiracy theorist, but not in any way that is in ways that are mostly harmless. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I see. Oh, interesting. Those little harmless conspiracies. I love those. Those are fun. Usually those are gateway conspiracies to like flat earthing and like anti-vax and things like that. But at the same time, like, I don't know if you believe Elvis is still alive, more power to you. Like, I don't feel (laughs) like that's, that's going to hurt many people. I wonder, do you think there's a lot of people who believe Elvis is still alive and then jump right to, like, Wayfair is selling children packed in lockers? Uh, Do you think that's a common jump? Or do you think it takes a while? I feel like nowadays, especially where, like, news iterations are so quick and, like, Mm. these conspiracies jump up so quickly, I feel like that is pretty common. I feel like you could go from, like, believing Elvis is alive to Wayfair Wayfair selling children in armoires Mm -hmm. in, like, a month. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I feel like that that could happen quick. That sounds about right. Last last year, Leslie and I were sitting at a diner listening to a lady describing conspiracy theories she believed. And somebody and the guy with her asked if she believed in the moon landing or if the video looked fake. And she's like, no, the video looks completely real. But look at the moon. You can see stars through it. The moon's not real. What? what? <laughs> she didn't believe the moon was real. Oh. And her evidence was if you look at it, like at dusk, you can see stars on the other side, like through it, like it's transparent. So she so she didn't like, believe she like didn't believe in the it? premise of the moon. Oh my god, that's incredible! Yeah, she thinks it's projected on the sky. Well, who would benefit? I, I'm I'm, cur- I'm just trying to think like follow the money style. If the moon were a projection, <laughs> oh, no. uh, obviously George Soros. Oh, George B. Soros <laughs> all over again. But again, kind of harmless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like this, I mean, that does feed into your supposition that you are a Truman Show, right, Jared? Yeah. Okay. True. Yeah. All right, man. Uh, I mean, there's still it's a frustrating trend of anti-intellectualism, right? Yeah. And and illogic. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like no. like flat flat earthing, for instance. Like you can you can you can go out and do the science yourself if you've got enough like time. You can figure out the Earth is round. Yeah. Yeah. So 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 this song describes a relationship. We got them. Who are the partners? So how does it go? So does she just keep getting back into the relationship or into other bad relationships? Is she doomed? Yes. I feel I feel like eventually the guy like once 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 he goes back to work and like has less time on his hands. Okay. This guy and we're we're automatically assuming male and female here because I think <laughs> this is how a lot of these go because Yeah. But, um I feel like, uh, yeah, I think like once he once he has less time on his hands, and once she like shuts down his internet profile, because I feel like he's the kind of guy who she had to set up his Facebook account for him. That sounds right. Yeah. Oh, this is like a, this isn't like a romantic relationship. This is like a like a business relationship. Uh, or no, like a, a somebody and their father. They're like 70, mm. 70 year old father on Facebook. Oh sure. Because we've all got those. We've all got those like relatives who are. You know, you know they're good people at heart. You know they're mostly harmless, but they just, you know, they just believe kind of crazy stuff. And it's it's becoming more and more hurtful as their as their beliefs are being weaponized sort of cynically by yeah. a lot of people on the internet. Yeah, that checks out. Okay, I like that. Interesting. Uh, I'm not sure that was the intent of wrap your arms around me, but I like it going. Sure, a relationship could be anything. A relationship could be father daughter, of course. Um, okay. Or mother son, or mother daughter, or anyone. Not sake, father or son can- though. Can it be? No, no. As a father, I mean, Jared and I, I we're all fathers here, right? We, we can are. All we're all daddies. We can, we can all say that we have no relationship with our son, nor will we ever. No. No, thank no. you. Not interesting. Curse of, of being a father. Yeah, yeah, I get up in the morning, um, I pour him cereal, and then when he gets up and walks out, I tip my hat to him and go to work. <laughs> Good day. Yeah, when he's 18, when he's 18, I'll shake his hand. That's 
<laughs> you made it. <laughs> Now's the time in the show when we take an email from our friends, our fans, our blue little beavers. Here's bees. <laughs> blue bees. You're right. Here's an email from our friend Erica. The blue bee group. Erica's email is titled "Woohoo, you guys." Hey, woohoo to you, Erica. <laughs> Howdy, team. I just discovered you two years late as a Canadian, and oh. apparently in the top 005 percent of BNL Spotify listeners. And congratulations, yeah, you made it. I enjoy you buffoons trying to dissect the tunes that I grew up on. My question for you is. If Rivers Cuomo would replace Sir Page, how do you think Stephen Page would do in Weezer? What would the first album <laughs> name be? Hopefully not leaving you high in Canada dry, Erica. So, we're not... This is no longer Brandon Good Ladies. Fuck the Brandon Good Ladies. Rivers Cuomo mm-hmm. is with them. They're successful. They're popular. But mm-hmm. let's look at Stephen Page-led Weezer. So, how do things develop from there? Well, I feel like Weezer, the first thing they do is add an H to their name. Why? <laughs> Because they're Weezer now. I know. I understood. But why? No, Weezer with an H at the end. (laughs) Weezer. For Stephen H. Page. What the fuck is happening? Stephen, quote unquote, Hollywood Page. Oh, That's what they call him back in school. You remember that day. Those days. Back in grade nine. You're right. Okay. Um, Okay. So they changed their name. Stevie Hollywood. They changed their name to Weezer. The walk of fame. (laughs) Weezer. And that's actually, that's perfect because I think a uh, a soft whimper is sort of the perfect, <laughs> the perfect encapsulation of like Stephen, the energy Stephen Page brings to a lot of songs. Like, <sighs> Weezer is actually a pretty good name for his, his pet project, to be honest. <laughs> like, that's what he does. He just cries and wheezes. And um, so their first album, of course, Weezer's first album was the Blue album. Uh, and, uh, and this would, of course, be the Blue album. What are the big hits on there? Everything was a hit. My name is Jonas, Buddy Holly, Undone, mm-hmm. Say It Ain't So. Uh, like ev- uh, there, like half of the songs were hits on this. So a lot of those are pretty whimsical. So if maybe like Steve would would really like make them a little darker. Oh, okay, interesting. Well, I feel like st- if oh god, just like if if you want to destroy my sweater. I'll spiral into self-loathing. <laughs> That's not bad. But I also feel like Steve brought a lot of whimsy to Better Good Ladies. And now that he's gone, mm-hmm. they're so much darker. So it's maybe they it's both like funnier and darker. Because I feel like that. So if you want to destroy my sweater, pull this thread and I'll jump off a bridge. And I'll like, die today. And I'll die today. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe it's just, it's fun, but it's also dark. I don't know. Um, I'm gonna- that might be a really good match. I think Stephen Page writing with Weezer. Well, in the Discord recently, somebody was talking about Weezer, and we came to the conclusion collectively that Weezer and Brandon Good Ladies are the same band. There is <sighs> zero differences between Weezer and Brandon Good Ladies. They're both bands uh. that started at almost the exact same time, peaked at almost the exact same time, and then have had a tumultuous history ever since. Um I mean, no members have left Weezer, so that's something. But they're very, very, very similar. Yeah. They've got good story arcs. Yeah. That strikes me. I think that's totally true, but it strikes me as weird because I always thought of Weezer as more of like a, like a, I don't know, like a top 40 standard kind of like 
like like straight faced rock band almost. Whereas like I always thought of the Bare Naked Ladies as being more generally whimsical. Yeah. Um I wonder if that's true. So Weezer but I mean, I think they had a lot I think you're right. I think they were definitely more popular and definitely more top forty. But there's songs that well like the uh uh in the garage, is that from this album? It is. But like he talks mm-hmm. about how he has his D and D books in there and he has his like yeah. posters of like nerd icons and his kitty pride comics. So like they definitely have the same sensibilities. I just think that Weezer did it a little more successfully for a while. I think Weezer did it a little less tongue in cheek. Yeah, that's true. Less hu- less outright humor and yes. more yeah, okay. Sure. Do they have any funny songs now that I'm thinking I mean, about I mean, it? Buddy Holly's kind of silly. Um Island of the Sun's kind of silly. Yeah. But not like but not but not to the extent that BNL was doing silly stuff. Like Be My Yoko Ono. They have yeah, uh, there's no Be My Yoko Ono for for Weezer. And again, I'm only speaking from having listened to their main albums yeah. 10 years ago and then listening to just the hits since then. Yeah. I mean, the second even like even like pork and beans, it seems like the thesis is like, I don't need to try to be cool, and that's what makes me cool. Yes, but I also think, and pork and beans is was kind of a little bit funny too, but that came 2008. So now we're hitting the all in good time era where it's like, oh, Weezer still exists? Like, oh, they're still a band? Like, I feel like there was the exact same parallel structure to these two bands. But granted, pork and beans was a very popular song, and uh, fucking... Uh, anything on All in Good Time was not. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I I definitely can see the parallel. So, but what we're not getting to is how would the band have changed had Stephen Page been in charge? Um, not much. I think is probably yeah. my final. I feel, yeah, I feel like they get our our our, our, the, our agreement. I think is they get a little more whimsical and a little more edgy. Yeah, but they have a little a little sadder edge to them. I also don't think. I, I think a lot of what Weezer was was informed by California, right? Like, they have kind of pop punk. They have, like, Surf Wax America is on that first album. Like, mm-hmm. it's ve- it feels very Pacific Coast. So I don't know what Stephen Page would have injected there. I don't know what, what makes his music quintessentially Torontan, if it He's is. He's been to Vancouver. Mm. Yeah, okay. Vancouver's basically California. It's the California of Canada. The California of Canada. That's what they've called it. Um so I don't know. I don't I don't know what would have changed. Um Well, not- then I guess we can't answer that question then if Saker doesn't know. I am I the the driving force behind what's happening here? <laughs> oh, somebody else just say something. It would be darker and and lighter both at the same time. We've said nothing. <laughs> We've said that's Steven so- Is Steven He's he's our bad boyfriend songwriter. Mm-hmm. Right? That's correct. Yeah, so I think there'd be a lot more of that. Like you can be whimsical, but also still have that sort of dark, gooey, sour center of like, oh, this is fun. Oh, he's a, he's an abusive boyfriend. Yeah, totally. But then I I was looking at Pinkerton, which is their second album, and I was like, there's a lot. Like El Scorcho is all about pining for someone that you'll never have. Pink Triangle is about having a crush on a woman who you find out is a lesbian and now you'll never have her. Like, there's a lot oh. of shitty boyfriend songs that Weezer was coming up with too, especially on that second album. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I think the the answer is both Weezer and BNL become pop super popular again, and they have like ten new high radio hits because Rivers Cuomo is exactly the type of energy needs injected into BNL, and Steve is exactly the type of energy that Weezer needs. Because it, I feel like both bands are writing their songs over and over. They're just regurgitating songs now, right? 
Yeah. At this, like BNL has a, has a has a style and it's good and and Weezer has a style and it's good, but they're just doing the same thing over and over again where they need that pop. They need some new some new Stevie Page. They need a uh, whimper at the end of their name. Mhm. I mean it, I, I I'll be able to answer this better in 10 years after you guys finish this podcast <laughs> and do your, your episode, your song by song Weezer podcast, which is going to be like called Weezer the Juice. Uh, it's all been done, colon, Weezer, colon, apotheosis <laughs> or something. Ghost protocol. Ghost protocol. <laughs> uh, yeah. The, t- truly, the fucking Weezer is just eating their own ass at this point. Their new album is to be called Van Weezer, and it's just a Van Halen like tribute, basically. Like, they oh, got no nice. new ideas. No, it's not nice. It sucks. I hate it. Well, they've become an oldies band, right? I guess. Yeah. I mean, they're like the they're like the Be- the Beach Boys, right? They play their hits, and they that's what they do in concert, right? Yeah. And BNL has BNL has. I mean, both of them are putting out new albums, but at the same time, no one's no one's clamoring for fucking. Uh, odds are, right? Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. It's a All good right. song, but you know Man. they're not playing it. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well, that's what needs to happen. They need to switch people. Stephen Page needs to join Weezer. I'm into it. Spice things up. Spice swing. Spice up your life. <laughs> Gentlemen, that's it. We did another one. As usual, we done did it. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Been Done Pod. Get to us on Facebook. It's all been done. American Ladies Podcast. Get to us. Get to us. Join the Orange Groves Discord. Do the Patreon. I don't know. What else? Uh, Jared, what do you have to plug? Uh, you should leave an iTunes new iTunes review for this podcast <laughs> so that Saker can read it and Evan has to listen to it. We've not gotten uh, any new reviews for so long. It's totally fine. But uh, you have a fucking book out. You're going to plug leaving an iTunes review for our podcast? Oh, okay. I have a new book out called um, Field Guide to the Haunted Forest mm. by Jared K. Anderson. <laughs> it's nature poetry stuff. It's good. Also, it's check a, out. It's a, it's a it's a self-care book, I think. It's, yeah, it's become it is. much in my, in it my is. I'll call, get up in the morning and read a poem and be like, yeah, I feel better about myself and the world and my place in it. Wow. It's, yeah, it's a kind of, I, I bring a kind of spiritual spirituality to materialism. So it's like looking at scientific reality and finding ways to, to find spiritual meaning in it, I think. Is something that that book does or tries to do, and that's we've had a lot of listeners clamoring for more sort of understanding of spirituality through this podcast. So, um, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so it's going to be a good pairing, going to be a good match. And stay tuned for Pizza the Hut. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we could do a pre-plug for Pizza the Hut. I'm pissed. I left you. I bought the book the first day it came out. I left you an Amazon review, and then I was going back to do research for this podcast to introduce you. And my Amazon review's not there anymore. It got removed yeah, or something. They wouldn't let me. Re- they wouldn't even let me leave a review. I'm they pissed. said I'm not, allowed, I'm not allowed to review this book. And I asked for their community standards, and I never got a response. So weird. I don't know. Whatever. Doesn't I think matter. It's the- deep state trying to stop jared's book from it's succeeding Q- QAnon has a, i've read about this it's wayfair trying to get jared's book they're trying they shipped me i ordered jared's book off amazon and i got a child named nicholas very strange <laughs> it's it's got like 32 reviews <laughs> the nicholas i wonder why you guys aren't allowed to review. i wonder my if only my proximity? only yeah, so, yeah or some like algorithm has linked us because i know you yeah. and i have written co-written stories mm. here and things like that that was my that was my only guess is that you know they're they're trying to weed out people who are you know just possible even though wow. I, I read the book and i liked it so i don't know how that makes my review any less valid but you know me so it doesn't count yeah i i hated it but i still left such a positive review i just thought well, thank was, you. yeah of course i'll just have to take your word for it <laughs> no it fucking ruled i love it um ev what do you have to plug this week 
juices. <laughs> we all got them. We all want them. You know, you can't get enough of them juices. <laughs> Damn. Can you, what's your favorite type of juice? Uh, human, human <laughs> blood. I'm Saker. I'm Evan. I'm Jared. And we'll see you again in one week. Have you ever watched the anime called One Piece? Yeah, Joe. I watch for a podcast that we do. What? You know, we are watching One Piece. I started watching it so you could rewatch it, and then we talk about it sometimes. I I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, we don't do it super frequently. Once a month at best. Did you forget? We analyze the story and discuss the show's themes, characters, compare it to other media, and how it provides an allegory for real-life politics and events. I, I must have forgotten. What, where can I listen to remind myself? You can listen at the Orange Groves Podcast Network or search for We Are Watching One Piece in your favorite podcast app. What's a podcast?